0: I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. God is dead! No. God, I know what it feels like to be God. 85% of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore Satanism. Right Jesus the wants me to live an abundant human the life. life. The I'm a king, man. All directly out of the blackest of The demons oh, out of the, the Satan's pretty cool. Shaving. Shaving. <coughs> Spirit fake ritual. Xmas means different things to different people. To some, it's about birthday cakes for the dead. To others, it's about scary red men with big brown sacks. But to me, it's about accidentally summoning a demon from the Netherlands and adopting said demon as your lifelong companion. Hi, I'm Rufus Kloppy. Everyone's favorite stoner occultist. This here is Dean, my dear, and we want to wish you and yours a very fake x Hello, all you fakers out there, and welcome to episode 19 of Fake Ritual, the podcast, your guide to pop culture and the occult. I'm your host, Lucas Loppy, and here we are, our season finale, and a very fake Xmas special. Today we'll be talking about what makes this holiday so fucking weird. To me at least we'll look at some far out traditions from around the world check in on a few christmas creeps whose naughty list doubles as a hit list and i'll confess some of my favorite xmas jams but first i'd like to get into what all this xmas business is about now for those of you who've been listening to the show or have probably have listened to even just one episode you'll know that i grew up evangelical evangelical christian and a word like xmas was a bad word it was taking christ out of christmas what about jesus the reason for the season and keep in mind these are the same people who would put a light up nativity in their front yard that to them seems like a reasonable way to honor their man god, their buff chiseled bearded white man god. And yeah, I just uh, recently I've been thinking about these these light up nativity scenes because I want one. I really want one. please feel free to send any plastic nativity scenes to uh, maybe email me first. I'm not just gonna give out my address, but anyways, thinking about these light-up nativities is just kind of bonkers to me because, you know, you don't put that in your yard unless you're about it. You know, you want people to know the reason for the season, and that reason is Jesus. But they kind of just call to mind, for me, that sort of weird, that weird bringing together of Christianity with consumerism. That has kind of been going on, you know, probably since, I think since, you know, World War II. This also hits really close to home. I mean, I have people in my family that would have plastic light-up nativity scenes in their front yard. Now, my family, my aunt and uncle, we'll just call them my Aunt D and my Uncle T. Every Christmas day, we would go to their house for lunch, for Christmas lunch, Xmas lunch, sorry. We would go to their house for lunch, and lo and behold, there would be a cake. And what would the cake have written on it? But happy birthday, Jesus. Yes, a sheet cake for Jesus. And this is, my Aunt Dee is a fantastic baker. She worked in a bakery for, I want to say, a couple decades. Her Christmas cookies are out of this world, and the sheet cake was fucking good it's for jesus so it better be but i'm sure the question that you're all asking out there is what kind of cake was it well obviously it was angel food cake come on i mean jesus hung out with angels yes it was angel food cake but also but also it was devil's food cake. It was a vanilla cake and a chocolate cake. Hmm. Interesting, huh? I know. Red velvet would make the most sense. Blood of Christ. Kind of a missed missed opportunity there. Nevertheless, it was fucking both. Angel food. Devil's food. And sure, you could look at this this sheet cake and be like, that is just so silly. I failed to mention as well. We di- Also, we have the sheet cake. We sing happy birthday over the sheet cake without any sense of irony. We sing, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Jesus, happy birthday to you. But yes, back to, back to the duality of this cake. And that's really what, to me, I'm, I mean, I'm pulling this out of my ass, but, you know, isn't that kind of what I'm always doing on this show? The duality cake, yes, we are both parts angel and devil, and even i kind of look at it and i see this sort of baphomatic pluralism i suppose you would call it this sort of bringing together of opposites and seeing that one does not take away from the other i mean uncle t and aunt d i am sure never considered this but It is mostly to bring the point home and to drape the theme upon this episode that Xmas, no more Christmas, Xmas is fucking weird. But fuck, now I just want cake. This is a picture of St. Nicholas and his demons. An alleged devil worshiper... Tell your little heathens to come on out. Is this character too scary to be in a Christmas parade? We just wanted to know why you put up that Santanic symbol. They might have to put some kind of curse on the new ornaments. Because that's what Christmas is about, it's Jesus Christ! Why are you trying to attack Christmas? So Xmas. Xmas. It scares. Evangelicals, or at least in my experience. Again, I'm speaking with authority, but I haven't believed in that stuff since, hmm, high school? But, Christians aren't all wrong. There are some weird, strange, worldwide, creepy-ass traditions for this time of year. So let's see what the Christians should really be scared about. Just an article called Scary Christmas. A Look at the World's Most Unusual, Creepy, and Odd Holiday Traditions, written by Christy Somos back in December 2019, so long ago. This first one tickled me when I read it, and it's still tickling me. Cagatillo, or Defecating Log, is a tradition from the Catalan region of spain where families create a character out of a log which then sits on the dining room table the family must feed it nuts sweets and fruits every day leading up to christmas eve that night the family takes sticks and beats the log to make it excrete excrete in quotes its treats all while singing a traditional christmas song i like this one so beyond logs there's some just strange kind of Saint Nicholas knockoff, Saint Nicholas sidekicks. Frau Perchta. A Christmas witch with a soft spot for entrails. Frau Perchta's myth stems from pre Christian times, but was popularized by fairy tale publisher Jacob Grimm of the Brothers Grimm, I assume. She's said to take the form of a tall, white robed woman, or a terrifying Haggard witch, with one large misshapen foot, which alludes to her ability to shapeshift. Frau Perchte is said to reward good children over Christmas, but will slit the belly of bad children, remove their organs, and replace them with straw and stones. We also have here France's Hans Trap, Originating in the France-Germany border region of Alsace, Hans Trapp is the legend of an evil man exiled to the woods, where he stuffed his clothing with straw to resemble the scarecrow and preys on children eating them. After being killed by a lightning bolt for his wicked ways. Hans Hanstrap became a companion of Saint Nicholas, urging children to amend their wicked ways or end up like him. You wanna get struck by a lightning bolt, kid? Fucking stop biting your nails! And then we have Iceland's Grela and the 13 Yule lads. Yule, you know, from the holiday. Yule, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, I know, I'm just not saying. Usually portrayed as a hideous giantess, Grela and her 13 sons referred to as the Yule lads. Grela and the Yule lads are the bane of disobedient Icelandic children. Although the Yule lads tend to be portrayed as mischievous pranksters, Grilla was said to eat naughty children in her cave, putting them into a gruesome stew. And finally, from the same area, from Iceland, is the Yule Cat. The Yule Cat, or Jolakoturin, stems from a traditional legend where a monstrous, prowling cat devours anyone who has not received new clothes as a gift by the time Christmas arrives. Naughty children who did not do their chores and in turn earn new clothes. Really weird allowance. Naughty children would have to face the Yule Cat when it turned up on Christmas Eve and ate their dinner and then the child, which is insult to injury in a way. But yeah, I mean, Xmas is scary and it's shaping up to be way scarier than I had planned. So sorry, guys. Remember those idyllic scenes out of your childhood—crisp winter nights, sleigh bells, crackling yule logs. Remember those. Remember them well. Something wrong, honey? I have that feeling. Bad memory. There's nothing to worry about. All a bunch of jerks. This has happened before. Kevin has my wallet. On. No sign of it. But Xmas isn't all bad Xmas is fun too Let's remember everyone Remember fakers Xmas is fun And in that spirit I Wanted to just You know Go off on some of my favorite Xmas shit Just a little dabbling here And And I just got to hand it to Home Alone. And namely, Home Alone 2, Escape from New York. I watched it the other day. I own it now. And I hadn't seen it in years, and I forgot that movie is so, so, so good. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have any occult themes or things in it, but there are some some moments that stand out that are at least beyond what I feel the filmmakers intended, at least, you know, kind of something that sticks with me. The first one being the fucking pizza when Kevin is getting in the limo. And I'm sure if you've seen the movie, everyone knows what I'm talking about. The limo driver opens the box and he says, your own personal pepperoni pizza, Mr. McAllister? And the steam that releases from the box, it literally comes through the screen and hits you. Mr. McAllister, here's your very own cheese pizza. Like I reeled when I saw it and I needed pizza in that moment. So just just look up the pizza scene and if you fuck with pizza, you'll fuck with it even more. Furthermore, we have the Central Park scene, which is definitely sort of problematic in its portrayal of, you know, those on the fringes of society, but it is shot in such a in such a horror movie level. Watch it, kid. Somebody to read you a bedtime story <laughs> You know the most famous line being when he finally escapes all the the vagrants and the and the prostitutes uh, to use the terminology of the time he gets in a taxi saying to the driver, oh man it's you yeah, it's scary out there and that great out eyed like big, Cigar-smoking driver just turns around and says, Hey, much better than here, kid. A line which I am constantly repeating to myself and sometimes forgetting where it comes from. And then last but not least, the piece de la resistance, if I'm using that right, is when Marv, of the Sticky Bandits, Daniel Stern's character, gets electrocuted. And this is one of my favorite tropes throughout movies and TV. He gets electrocuted, and as his scream gets higher in pitch, his hair sticks up, and then he eventually turns into a skeleton. And I die laughing every fucking time. So if I got a movie recommendation for you, for you Xmas celebrators out there, not Christmas, this ain't a Christian holiday, this is a fake holiday. For you fakers out there, watch Home Alone 2. Roll a dube, crack a brew, watch Home Alone 2 and just fucking have a blast. Speaking of having a blast, I got a couple of holiday songs here for you before we wrap things up that I just want to tell you about and more just kind of confess my love for. And I kinda of have it set up here. We got we got we got one for you naughty kids out there and then one for you nice kids out there. The naughty being corns cover of kidnap the Sandy Claws from the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. Anyone who, if you, really, if you like the Nightmare Before Christmas and you like the songs from that, you are going to dig this one because it kind of makes the most sense for Korn's vocal stylings and the way Fieldy slaps that bass. Just do yourself a favor and fucking jam. Kidnap the Sandy Claus. It's the song that Lock, Stock, and Barrel sang the kids in the Halloween masks by Korn. And then for you nice kids out there, I won't be home for Christmas by Blink One Eighty Two. And there is one mention of Satan Claus in it, so it does count for induction to the fake ritual realm. But it's just a good jam, and I, you know it's kind of an anti-Christmas jam. Uh, if you like pop punk at all, you'll get it. And just I, you know, everybody's kind of always looking for different Xmas jams to. Pop on the playlist when well no more people having people over but you know when you're just i guess pandemic style just sitting alone in a room with the lights off and you know your phone up to your ear crying put on blink 182 and it will it might make you cry more but you know actually really apropos i i won't be home for christmas you know a lot of us won't be but anyways that's that's our show that's, that's, this is my Xmas gift to you, is this episode. So be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Fake Ritual. Follow us on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. And you can email us at fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com. And, you know, just have a very fake Xmas. On me. This show was written, produced, and edited by me, Lucas Sloppy. The intro was provided by Will Marshall, with music in part by Johnny Arlett. And this being the season finale, I want to send out some big thanks to the people that have helped us make this year possible. Mary Jackson. Albert Hall. Nick Duarte, Maggie Lynn Negretti, Caleb Pass, Johnny Arlett, Brandon Steyer, Christina Conway, Mikey Orellano, Forrest Vinson, Brian Ganella, Olivia Kessler, Divica Peel, Kay Gerard, Will Marshall, Devin Dill, my lovely partner, Erica Adamson, and a big, big, big thank you to my friend, Francis Connolly. None of this would have been possible without you, buddy. Merry fucking Xmas. And all you listeners out there, a big thanks to you, because this has definitely helped me get through a pretty fucked up year lot of loss uh, a lot of loss for us all so it's helped me and i really hope the show has helped you and 2021 let's fuck it up in like a cool way and i love you guys and just a final 2020 go bake yourselves bye See you next year.